Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you for protecting us another week in the pandemic. We also thank you for answering our prayers for Pastor Italo Moreno and his family. We truly your goodness and mercy follow us and our cup of gratitude overflows. Now breathe us anew with your fresh words so that today and this weekend we can bless you in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Let's read 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8 to 15. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8 to 15. Therefore, I want the man everywhere to pray, lifting up holy names without anger or disputing. I also want women to dress more modestly, with decency and propriety, adorning themselves not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes, but with good deeds, appropriately for women who profess to worship God. A woman should learn in quietness and full submission. I do not permit a woman to teach or assume authority over man. She must be quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not the one deceived. It was a woman who was deceived and became a sinner. But women will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with a propriety. Here Paul gives general instruction to men and women in the Ephesian church where Timothy was sent to a pastor. One thing we notice here is that Paul's instruction for men was short in comparison to his word for women. Let's briefly see Paul's general guidance for how men and women pray and worship God properly in their respective genders. Eugene Peterson's translation, The Message, brings out the meaning more clearly. So let me read verse 8 to 10 uh, in message. Since prayer is uh, at the bottom of all this, I want mostly is for men to pray, not shaking angry fists at enemies, but raising holy hands to God. And I want women to get in there with men in humility before God, not primping before a mirror or chasing the latest fashions, but doing something beautiful for God and becoming beautiful doing it. The men must give themselves to devout prayer and must not follow the normal stereotypes of a male behavior, anger or no anger or arguing. Don't shake your angry fist at your adversaries, but rather raise your holy hands to God in humble prayer. And then verse 9 and 10 follow, making the same point about woman. They must be set, set free from their stereotypes, that of fussing about their hairdos, jewelries, and fancy clothes. But they must be set free not in order that they can be dirty, inconspicuous little nobodies, but so that they can make a crucial contribution to the church and community with their godly beauty. Paul affirms and directs a woman's desire for beauty to spiritual dimension with a practical application. Let people see not just your artificial beauty based on this fancy stuff, 
but let people see the authentic beauty of a faith in God, adorned with the good deeds, adorned with the beauty that lasts for a long time. Now, verse 11 and 15, that's the controversial, controversial passage that troubles us today. The whole passage seems to be saying that women are second-class citizens. They aren't even allowed to, actually the whole passage, the, they are not even allowed to dress uh, uh, prettily, and they are daughters of Eve, and she was an original troublemaker. She is a more original sinner than Adam. The best thing for them to do is to get on and have children and to have behave themselves and keep quiet. That's how most people have read the passage. Many are offended, especially in the lieu, by this passage, in the lieu of a centennial celebration of a woman's suffrage today. Progressive people see today's passage as a proof text to convict Christianity of a male chauvinistic patriarchal system to oppress women. On the other hand, conservative Christians use this passage as a proof text against a woman's ordination to be church leaders, pastors, elders, even deacons or deaconesses in the church. Today, I want us to know two things clearly about this controversial passage. If you know confirmation and context, confirmation and context of this passage, you can help the controversial you know, confusion of this passage. The key to present passage is to recognize it is commanding woman to should allow to study and learn and should not be restrained from doing so. Look at the verse 11. A woman should learn in quietness, in full submission. Just as Jesus allowed woman followers like Mary to learn as much as any male disciples, Paul confirms the spiritual right and need for woman to learn God's truth. Now the next phrase needs a careful exegesis. There are to be they had to learn in quietness and full submission. And often people take this to the quietness and the full submission before men or their husbands. Because the verse 12 says, I do not permit the woman to teach or assume authority of a man. And she must be quiet. So he repeated the quiet twice and second time to men. But... When Paul, in the verse 11, that uh, quietness and full submission, this refers to the general attitude of a learners, which applies both men and women, not just a woman. Here, quietness, first quietness and full submission mean talking about before God. You know, we cannot learn anything from God unless we quiet down our mind and then fully focus on God or submit to God. By the way, how can somebody learn without you know, listening to teach attentively? You know, uh, our high schooler at home now is uh, having a little bit of time from time to time with a classmate who are distracting and disruptive in Zoom class. <laughs> she said they talk unnecessarily or text unnecessarily, chat unnecessarily. 
So we are learning about God in quietness to obey Him fully. That requires a full submission. Now then, why did Paul have to say, verse 12, that woman, should, that woman shouldn't have any authority over man and she must be quiet? For this, we need to know the context. Listen to me carefully about the context. One of the main things we need to know about the context, which is a religion in Ephesus at the time, was the main religion, the biggest temple, the most famous shrine, was female-only cult, the temple of Artemis. In Romans, actually called the temple of Diana. It was a massive structure which dominated the area, not just religiously, commercially. Do you remember the riot of uh, riot in Ephesus in Acts chapter 19? Temple of Artemis was one of the seven wonders in the ancient world. As befitted worshippers of a female deities, the priests were also all women. They ruled the show and kept the men in their place. That's the context. So Ephesian church has a very unique context and spiritual challenge. Worship of a pagan goddess. And this and this uh, woman-centered spirituality, it was uh, overflowing and even you know of uh, infecting some of the Christian sisters in the church. On top of that, Timothy, if you know a little bit about Timothy's background, he's a mama's boy. He's a grandmama's boy. He's such a timid guy. He was having a hard time. So Timothy at this time was having a hard time with an unruly woman in his efficient church who were, who were influenced by this pagan female, I mean pagan goddess worship. By the way, later Christians responded this efficient you know, spiritual threat with a Christian uh, replacement, which is Marian veneration. Do you know Mary and Apostle John, they moved, they lived in Ephesus. And this is where Mary, the mother of Jesus, uh, passed away. And so Ephesus became a center of a Marian devotion or Marian worship or Marian veneration. And later, the uh, Church Council of Ephesus 431, it shows a full scope of that Marian devotion. So Christian, early Christians, they replaced the pagan worship with um, not a Christian worship to a human being, a mother of Jesus. No, Marian devotion is different from worshiping God. It was more like a Mary is a true example for Christian woman and man to follow as a true disciple of Christ. Now, this is why Paul finishes the explanation today with Adam and Eve. He's, so remember, his basic point is to insist a woman must also learn and study as a Christian and not kept in the unlettered, uneducated boredom and drudgery. And the story about Adam and Eve makes the exact point. Look what happened to Eve when she did not learn well. She, when she didn't learn well from Adam, actually both of them is a, a fault here, that's when Eve was deceived. So all these things about uh, 
woman be saved by uh, childbearing? Paul was not taking single woman cannot be saved and only uh, mother Christian, I mean mothers can be saved. That's not what he's talking about. She's talking about woman has a great place in God's kingdom. And when woman forgot that important position of being a suitable helper to her husband, and by the way, being a helper means you have to be more mature. You need to know better. That's when the problems start and he is a warning. Just efficient woman that don't be another unruly, disobedient, and unlearned Eve. That's what Paul is talking about. This passage is not about woman being a second citizen. This passage recognizes woman actually more critical participant and the members of the church. So dear brothers and sisters, let us remember two things. Today's passage confirms that we all must learn God's truth in quietness and full submission. And we let us know the context and let us not influence by worldly stereotypes of a man and woman. But let us recognize each other, the equal partners for kingdom of God. We are made in the same image of God together. And there is a no, no one above the other. We are working together. So let us work together as a partners of God's love and God's truth. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for, the, for your truth and words that liberate us from our own biases and blind spots. As we are grateful for learning your word, help us to learn carefully and clearly so that we will not read your word with our assumptions and perpetuate our mistakes. Help both men and women of a forest learn in quietness and full submission before you. May our learning reflect on your goodness and greatness in our life more fully and faithfully. In the name of Jesus Christ, the living word of God to all of us, we pray. Amen.